Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Today, we launch into our study of Revelation chapter 12 as we look at the great sign. I'll begin with Revelation 12 and verse 1. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was with child, and she cried out in her pangs of birth and anguish for delivery. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems upon his heads. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to bear a child that he might devour her child when she brought it forth. That's Revelation chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. Many Protestant commentators try to avoid seeing the Blessed Virgin Mary in Revelation 12, yet there are many Protestant scholars who see Mary in Revelation 12. And one such scholar is Dr. Colin Nichol, who is a Ph.D. from Cambridge University. He taught there, earned his Ph.D. there, and later taught at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary, my alma mater. Dr. Nicole did his Ph.D. thesis in Thessalonians, and I read that Ph.D. thesis before we did our studies in First and Second Thessalonians. And in case you're wondering where I got the insight that the restrainer in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 could be St. Michael the Archangel, well, that was Dr. Nicole, that's, he was the one who basically laid this out, combining 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 with the last few chapters of the prophet Daniel. I doubt if he's even aware of the prayer of Pope Leo XIII to St. Michael the Archangel, but you put those three things together and you have a very fascinating study. But today I want to share with you a new extraordinary book by Dr. Nichol, who wrote a book entitled The Great Christ Comet, Revealing the True Star of Bethlehem. Now stay with me. This has everything to do with Revelation 12. What Dr. Nichol set out to do was to identify the star of Bethlehem. And it's a very common theological opinion that there is some type of planetary conjunction. And basically, there's problems with many of these theories. So what he did, as basically a scripture scholar, did a very in-depth study of both the Old and New Testaments, digging into the Greek and Hebrew. And then he spent four years studying things like cometography, that's a study of comets, orbital mechanics and astronomy, and basically working with the world's leading experts in these areas. And three things separated Dr. Nichol from the crowd of interpreters thinking the Star of Bethlehem was a planetary conjunction. First, he took each of the details in the Bible 
as literal truth, paying attention to specifics, things like we have seen his star in the east. What does a rising star in the east mean to astronomers? Lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them. What does that say about the progression of this celestial phenomena through our solar system? And then finally, it came to rest over the place where the child was with Mary, his mother. What do all these things, these details in Matthew chapter 2, mean when put together? That's the first thing. He took the details of the Bible as literal truth. Secondly, and this is where some new ground was broken, he saw that both Matthew chapter 2 and Revelation chapter 12 were talking about the same thing. This is the same phenomena, the celestial phenomena, that accompanied the birth of Jesus. You see, he had the insight that Revelation 12 isn't just pious symbolism disconnected from reality. No, this is describing celestial phenomena. So, number three, okay, number one, he took the details of the Bible seriously, and, and he didn't try to exclude any of the details to make it fit a theory. He took all of the details in order to come up with a theory— and then secondly, he combined Matthew 2 with Revelation 12 to bring all of the Scripture information to bear. And then three, he launched an interdisciplinary study between the astronomical community and the theological community, and he worked hand-in-hand. Hand. Some of these men who were exceedingly gracious and generous with their time, are not Christians. They were scientists, but they were fascinated with his proposal. Now, here's what the leading Catholic scripture scholar said about Matthew chapter 2. This is Dr. Raymond Brown. He said, quote, Really no one, including the astronomers, takes everything in Matthew's account as literal history, unquote. Just in case you're wondering, that is called theological rot, and unfortunately that rot is being fed to seminarians in the vast majority of Catholic seminaries and even universities today. Really no one, including astronomers, takes everything in Matthew's account as literal history. Well, Dr. Nichol took Matthew's account, combined with Revelation 12, to the world's leading astronomers, and guess what they found? They can now take through their powerful computers, and actually you can even do this somewhat on a home computer, you can now go back in history to see what the sky would have looked like in any period of time in ancient history. And they determined what was going on in Matthew 2 and Revelation 12 was what was called a long period comet not a star, a comet, but very bright, in fact so bright that it was visible for quite some time in broad daylight. This is something absolutely spectacular. So the wise men didn't have to just tra travel at night. This was something that could be seen, and it was in all likelihood, hear this, the largest comet to come within Earth's orbit in all of history. Dr. Gary Kronk, 
who has written a six-volume history of comets for Cambridge University Press. He's a world expert who wrote a preface or a foreword to Dr. Nichols' book. He said this, quote, There has never been in all of history such a dramatic sight, period, unquote. And so this is a celestial phenomena going on. What did they see? Well, the Christ comet appeared within the constellation of Virgo in 6 BC, and the comet would resemble a baby in Virgo, the woman's womb, exactly what is being described as this great sign appearing in heaven in Revelation 12, the sun, the moon under her feet, and this great celestial sight was going on. And Virgo, one of the 12 constellations, is the second largest constellation. The largest constellation is the nearby constellation Hydra, the many-headed serpent. And when the comet baby appeared to descend as it was giving birth in Virgo, going down, about to be born, a major media storm radiated, appearing to come from the tail of Hydra, which is being described in Revelation 12 as another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems upon his head, and his tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to earth. In other words, Revelation 12 is talking about the culmination of the cosmic war that's been going on since Genesis chapter 3, and we have the contestants here, and, and the scripture, which is written for us in Revelation 12, was being played out in the most dramatic sight that human beings have ever seen in the entire history of the world, and this is confirmed not by Dr. Raymond Brown, who doesn't even think astronomers have anything to say about this. The world's leading experts in comets and astronomy, and now taking their knowledge combined with Dr. Nicole's research and going back, what do you find? The comet, four to five weeks after the birth, and by the way, he has what he thinks is the exact date for the birth of Christ, and I'm not going to give it to you. If you buy his book, The Great Christ comet. Uh, I will send you the key page numbers, but out of respect to the author, I think I'm not going to give it out over the air. But he also has, four to five weeks later, exactly what the sky would have looked like, because after they visit Herod, it says then the star kind of reappears and appears to move, and then it's standing over the place where the child was. And a comet, because it goes near the sun in its orbit, has a long tail of different elements in its tail, and this tail would have resembled a king's scepter. What's the book of Revelation about? Jesus Christ, the ruler of the kings of the earth. And you have the comet head with this long tail pointing directly over the place where the child was. <laughs> this is uh, incredible. And we have the dates. We have, we have in here the tables, if you want the actual computations that the astronomers used, there's diagrams showing what the sky would have looked like. 
because God was showing us something that was extraordinary for all of us for all time to basically grasp. You know, one of the church fathers that brought me to the Catholic faith, there were two, one of which was St. Ignatius, and I can't believe I missed this. In his letter to the Ephesians, section 19, he says, a star in heaven shone brighter than the rest of the stars, and it its light was inexpressible, and its newness caused astonishment. And all the remaining stars, together with the sun and the moon, formed a chorus with that star, and it was easily outshining over all of them with its light. And there was perplexity. Where had this new thing, so unlike them, come from? You know, we hear this verse from Isaiah chapter 9, also quoted in Matthew 4, also in our Christmas hymns. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. You know, this is, I guess, my closing for those so-called biblical scholars who think the book of Revelation and the other scriptures is only pious metaphor without connection to truth and reality, what I would dare share with you is take a long hike. Because what we read in scripture, perhaps the most astonishing sight in all of the world, and it's preserved in here, and it basically took scientists and a very inquiring theological mind to join together and find that it's been here for 2,000 years waiting for us to unlock this marvelous truth. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 98 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.